Hi guys, happy Monday. I am so excited to be sharing this episode with Caroline with you all. Um, But before I jump into it, I wanted to quickly talk about a new sponsor of the Solace in the City podcast, which is Saqqara. Um, I'm not sure if any of you guys have heard of them. I talked a bit about the company on an Instagram story yesterday, but I'm sure if you listen to other podcasts, you've you've heard the name. But um, quick summary, they are a female founded brand that gives you um, meal programs or just individualized products um, that are plant-based, super wholesome, and super nutrient-dense. And for someone like me who's always wanted and needed to have a more like healthy um, eating schedule <laughs> without having the hassle of making it because that has been my downfall, they are perfect. And I deliver these incredible meals to your home or your apartment, or your office, if you can go back there, um, and just keep you on a really great schedule and making sure that you have, you know, healthy body, healthy mind. They're pretty much the epitome of that. And I'm just really excited to be able to give you guys a discount um, of 20% off your first either meal program, 10-day reset, or any products from their clean boutique, which I've been loving, using the code XOZOE. So again, um, I have the link in my bio for that's like unique to me but you can also just go to sakara.com and then you'd code xozoe so xozoe and um yeah you can get 20 percent off which makes it a little bit more affordable um my recommendation is to buy the products from the clean boutique for to check out first because they are a lot more affordable um i've been loving the chocolate probiotic granola and uh some of their like one-off like um cleanses have just been really, really nice for the summer because I've been eating it. But anyways, you can just go to again, sakara.com or check out my link in bio and then use the code XOZOE. Okay, without further ado, here is Caroline. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sauls in the City. Today, I am so excited to be here with Caroline Moley, who is a friend who I met abroad, um, and she's the head of brand development and co-founder of Botticelli Ceramics and a meme queen. That's all I have written down for you. <laughs> Hello, how are Thanks you? Thanks so much for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. Okay, so why don't you start out by introducing yourself a little. Where are you from? How old are you? Uh, where'd you grow up? What's your story? Yeah, cool. Um, so my name's Caroline. I'm from Palo Alto, California, the techville of the world. Anyways, I uh, so I grew up in Palo Alto and then went to Georgetown in D.C., studied English, Jewish studies minor. I'm not Jewish. I just, like, love Jewish, like, culture, and, like, so I just studied it. I don't know why. That's if, you, if you know any good Jewish boys, let me know. Um <laughs> But anyways, I, uh, I, uh, so I moved to New York afterwards and uh, ended up starting this company with my friend Mark Armitano, who is the, uh, he's a creator of all our pieces and they're all like plates, um, bowls, stuff of that kind of nature, like basically fine china is what you would call it. Uh, so, and then coronavirus happened. So I came back home to Palo Alto and now I'm 24 years old living with my parents again. It's so fun, but yeah, we're, ch- we're chugging along with Botticelli and everything like that. So it's a little synopsis of 
my downfall in the coronavirus. Your birthday was pretty recently, right? Excuse me? Your birthday was pretty recently. A month ago from today. I'm 24 years old in a month. Are you a cancer? I am a cancer, but I feel like a Gemini. Yeah, I was going to say, you're. I feel like you're either a Leo or a Gemini. I don't really get cancer vibes from you. No, I'm not, like, crying every day, but I am two-faced. <laughs> no, not in the, that way. More just, like, the fuck. No, I'm just kidding. I have so many Gemini friends, and, and like, the, I only know, like, really one cancer, and I don't like her, so that's – but I, I yeah, like no. you, though. Cancers so. are kind of – I like one cancer, I know, but, like, they kind of just whine all the time. I don't know. Like, that's just, like, what I read on these websites. They tell me that cancers whine, so I just Yeah, like same, but – yeah. I don't know. I'm a Virgo, so I feel like I live up to every part of that. Perfect. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so obviously this is a mental health podcast, and I was mm-hmm. wondering um, if you could tell me a little bit about like growing up, um, if you mm-hmm. ever experienced anything with your own mental health or, um, you know, or how mental health affected you when you were younger. Yeah, so uh, I have, I don't know how to say this in like the best way, but I have been heavily affected by mental health <laughs> it's cool um but anyways when I was a little kid I guess like the first kind of like origins of it was like I was just kind of a uh like crazy little kid like just like impulsive very uh like I god bless my parents I'm like the first child so like they really like I don't know why they kept having kids after me to be honest like they were really risking it um but anyways like I started going to like therapists like not psycho like not psychiatrists like a psychologist when I was maybe like in middle school because I was like kind of going crazy like I would just be like very paranoid and stuff like that um and so I did that for a little bit and then like in eighth grade my mom took me to see a psychiatrist um who then diagnosed me with I don't know what it was like probably depression and anxiety and OCD like whatever, like it's Palo Alto. They diagnose you with everything at first. Um, and I got put on like some medication, one of them being also Ritalin, which I'll go into in a second later, but throughout high school, saw that therapist, psychiatrist, went to college, saw a therapist there, took my meds and then got diagnosed with, uh, bipolar, uh, one disorder. When was it? Like, maybe a year after I graduated from college because um, I don't know if this is like Bible or anything, but like they say a lot, like with like schizophrenia with men, how like they, it tends to like cut, like develop when they are like in their early twenties uh, bipolar with women kind of can kind of do the same thing. So, mm-hmm. and you're not really allowed to diagnose kids as bipolar. You have to like, wait, even if they're showing signs of bipolar, you have to like wait to actually like they're adults to give like a true diagnosis so, um, it explains a lot when I, when I got diagnosed, I was like, oh shit. Okay. Like that makes sense. Um, so yeah, it's like a little bit about it. Uh, I could say something about the riddle and if you want me to, um, okay. I'm like, I'm very like, I think 2000, what was it? Like 2009 was like maybe when I was in eighth grade, I think that was like the year where like every kid was getting put on Ritalin and like, no one was looking at like the aftermaths of Ritalin. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when people need Adderall and Ritalin, I'm like power to you, like take what you got to take. But I don't think like, it's like, it shouldn't be as like handed out as it is because yeah, like, 100%. I took it like for years on end. And then one day they were just like, oh yeah, you don't need to take it anymore. And I was like, my body like literally like had to like process. It was like horrific. Like getting over Ritalin is like 
annoying. So like, if you don't have to go on Ritalin, like I'd recommend like not doing it because it's a pain in the ass to stop is what I would say with that kind of medication. It's crazy. It's literally, I mean, like I, yeah, the same components. I took a, or I would take like Vyvanse like to just study Mm -hmm, in college and like those I don't even know what you call them, like hangovers, like whatever, but we're like the worst. I felt like I was literally dying. It was horrible. But, and yeah, I can't, and I was like, crazy. how do people like voluntarily or like more or less voluntarily like take this more often than like first for, for, you, you mean know? like the addicts of it? Yeah. Like, I just think how it's because like, <laughs> I must like, me, like, I'm not saying I was like an addict, but I'm saying like, I can see how that road would go. Like where if you'd been taking it and then like, you got like, you just get, you need more and more and more and more because like, your body is like so used to functioning on that like wavelength with it within your system. Yeah. It's I don't, so crazy. I don't know. It's, it's some fucking crazy shit. So yeah. But so when you were younger and did, did like, you know, battling mental health stuff ever affect you like socially or like, mm. or with your family, like how did that affect you growing up? Yeah. Like, like I said, and I, I'm not, you know, I'm not, like, saying this, like, in the over-exaggeration way. I, I mean it, like, when I say, it, like, I was a nightmare child. Like, my mom said, like, if she makes it out of childhood, she'll be a dope adult. But, like, this is a hard time. Like, they didn't think I, I wasn't, like, a bad person. I was, like, a nice kid. It was just, like, I was squirrely. You know what I mean? Like, 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 just, like, on to the next, on to the next, on, to, like, very manic is what you could probably call it now. Um, mm-hmm. And then the depressed stuff was, like, a little weird, but, like, I think everyone, like, in middle school is depressed, so, like, everyone probably got confused. Um, it, like, affected me a lot. Like, I always had a lot of friends. I was able to, like, I think with, like, the part of me that is a little bit manic and, like, that has now seeped sort of into my personality has allowed me to, like, be really social and, like, take on a lot of, like, activities. Um, but I do think, like, uh, I was, like, you know, it was hard to be at school. Like, I was, like, I didn't study for things. I just was, like, okay, whatever. Like, I just, like, middle school was, like, a shit show. Like, I got a D minus in PE because I just, like, went off on my PE teachers. And I was, like, you're sexist. And, like, you don't make the boys wear the uniforms. So I'm going to the office and telling on you. And, like, we're just, like, go crazy. Um, So, like, school, it was affected. And then I think it wasn't until, like, I actually got, like, onto medication where I was, like, able to, like, really – function in school um and like was able to get to into a good school and like you know take it the tests or what are they called like ACT SAT you know do decently on them um but yeah I mean it was like it's weird like socially I think my friends would probably say they went through a lot with me um I dated weird people because of it I I think that was like one of the things like you make very impulsive choices that Mm -hmm. are like maybe riskier like I'm not risk adverse is what you could call me <laughs> so um yeah just like I do everything ex- like big like is yeah what I would say. so I think like without medication I like really go off the rails and I think that just like leads to like any kind of effect in your life in any kind of realm I would say yeah you know it's so interesting like I've been reading a lot more about um like bipolar disorder and mm-hmm things more recently given like everything that's happening with Kanye and like it's so common like I have some stats written down where it's like approximately 5.6 million Americans um have bipolar disorder so it's about like one percent of the population um and the medium age of onset is 25 years old which is older than I am like it's 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 for lack of a better word it's just crazy that like it's you know so prevalent 
so stigmatized and yet like so many of our idols are bipolar i like Kanye West, oh, Demi yeah. Lovato, Mariah Carey, Russell Brand, Kurt Robin Cobain. Williams. Yeah. Like, like, it's like we love these people at their mania. Manic, yeah, in their mania. Yeah. Yet we like don't get, and then like Kanye, you know, I mean, granted, like what he was saying was pretty fucked up, but like <laughs> it was, it's still crazy. But then we're like, oh, I don't understand why Robin Williams was so depressed, or I don't understand why Kanye was talking yeah. about Wart North. Like, geez. yeah, it's just, yeah. And I think there's like an important distinction too to make. Um, and I don't know, like, where'd you say you got the statistic? Because that's actually interesting. Because I, I, I knew there was like a lot of people, but there's bipolar one and two. Yeah. So like, um, bipolar one is a little bit more rare. That's the one I have. Not, I'm so unique. Um, but it's because uh, that one has hypomania, which is like, and mania, which um, is is like the one that Kanye is going off on right now. Like Kanye has bipolar one. Like what he's doing right now is like, I like feel it. Like, you know what? I'm not going to like, dude, like what he's saying is crazy. Like he's a crazy, like he's just crazy in general. Like I, yeah. I like regardless of his bipolar, like, you know, like he's Kanye, like he's a creative. He's also just like narcissist. I think maybe a little bit, um, but I'm not a doctor. Um, but I would say like the one and bipolar two, you have the depression, but you don't have the same extreme mania. And the mania is the one that I feel like when you said that, like it is stigmatized. I was actually talking to a friend, um, this past weekend, who's going into mental health, the mental health realm and like going to be, um, a psychologist. And I was like, it's weird because like today, like everyone has like the mental health wit mental health awareness hashtags and like you know like they're kind of trying to be proactive about like spreading awareness and stuff like that but it's kind of more for like acute things like depression and anxiety um but like when it comes to something like mania i think that's where bipolar gets like really confusing to people because like people can't imagine like if you've never been manic it is like the fuck like I look back at my manic episodes and go like holy shit like what the fuck did I just do like and I'm not saying bad things I'm just saying like I get obsessed with things like I have like visions of grand like not vision like not hallucinations but like just like I write all night I stay up all day like I, I mean, all night and day like I uh I'm just like talk too much I uh like get like really weird hobbies that like get extreme it's just like things like that where like now that my friends know that I do have bipolar, they'll kind of check in and be like, yo, you good? Like, are you manic right now? <laughs> like, and I'll be like, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, so, um, yeah, I think it's, like, just hard for people to, like, understand that because, like, mania makes people, like, literally go and, like, move and start a new life and tap dance in the middle of the night in the rain and, you know, go out to lunch with a homeless person or dinner in the middle of the night with a homeless person, like, like, put themselves in danger. It's, like, really weird. So, I don't know. That's, like, what I think is the most stigmatized thing about it. Yeah, it's that's so interesting too, because I think there's this like false notion that bipolar disorder means you're either really happy or really sad. Yeah. It just makes it too black and white because it's like, you're not just really happy. You're just like super set on doing something and super like in a zone. It's, it's like- You're like a mad scientist. You're not like happy. Like- it's addictive, yeah. the feeling. You feel like maybe, like, you're on coke or something. Like, it's, like, very, like, it's, like, euphoric, definitely, but it's not happy. Like, a lot of times mine are triggered by, like, you know, like, bad events in my life or just something that's stressful. So, like, it actually kind of is catalyzed by, like, you know, usually depression or sadness that it's, like, maybe my body's way of kind of being, like, 
okay, this is how we're going to solve everything, which is not a healthy way to solve things. But I mean, with medication, it definitely like gets better and like you start to recognize it more. But like, I used to like, I just like, yeah, I just used to do so many crazy things that were like, not like really weird, but just like very, uh, like not safe all the time and not very like, you look back and you're kind of embarrassed. Like, you know, I assume Connie's going to look back and be like, I'm, I don't know if he will, but like, I'm yeah. sort of embarrassed. I said that, um, where did that come from? That's not me. And it's like, it's true. Like it, it kind of isn't you. It's very odd. It's very like imprisoning, I guess. Yeah. And it was interesting. I was actually talking to my psychiatrist about this because I was asking her a bunch of questions and she's like, probably like, what the fuck? Um, but she was telling me how in order, so in order to get a diagnosis of uh, bipolar one, you need to only have had a manic episode, like not necessarily. Yes. The, the you don't have to have multiple or anything. Yes. And only one. And that like news and um, current events and like, I mean, given the fact we're in a freaking pandemic, like really oh, yeah. can trigger it. And that's super common. So it's just crazy to think like how oh, everything that's happening right now with the global pandemic and a new civil rights movement and an upcoming election and just a lot of things. It's, yeah. It's just so much a process. And it's like one more reason that we should just all really be like taking care of ourselves. And like, yeah. And I think one of the things I've seen with, I'm really lucky in terms of like, I have parents who like, didn't understand it at first. Like, it's not like they were like these, you know, savants on bipolar disorder. They're like very sensible, like easygoing, non like crazy emotional people. Um, so it's like hard for them to like understand like someone being in that state, but like they also are really supportive. So they get me the doctors, they've been able to like, we talk about it. Um, and I'm sort of an open book myself. So I'm like able to talk about it with other people, but I've definitely seen like during this pandemic, it sucks because like, there's a lot of people with bipolar one, especially who are like ashamed or it's like really interfered with their life socially, or they've been in and out of treatment programs. And it's just like, they don't know how to like function without like these treatment plant programs or like these friends they've made in the treatment programs or like they don't know how to talk to like regular friends who don't have bipolar and so like within the pandemic it's just like and the pandemic is like also just like adds fuel to the fire and Mm -hmm. so like you know luckily I have outlets um and parents and like I just go like shit I was manic sorry guys like you know what I mean or like my friends check me it's like cool um but a lot of people don't have that and like I really see why that's the case. And I think the pandemic is hard because you're not around. Um, it's harder to go to these treatment centers. It's harder, you know, to, uh, like if you're living at home, like, you know, you're stuck with your parents if they don't understand you, like it's kind of crazy. So yeah, yeah. It's a lot. That's so true. So one thing I was thinking about just, I, so I just think I was like thinking about these celebrities Oh yeah. with I these will. diagnoses. And I was like, it just, I don't know, because I'm someone like super outgoing. I consider you to be super outgoing. I remember yeah. you know, when Alice introduced just like, oh my God, you're going to love Caroline. She's like so fun. She's just extra. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like it was mean like the Finstas and just like super, yeah. you know, like extrovert and like yeah. social. And then I'm thinking of all these people and it's like, is it just like having like mental health issues? Like make, is this, is this why I'm like also social? Is this like both a blessing and my curse kind of thing. Yeah, dude. Or, like, yeah. like, why is it that all outgoing and awesome people, like, also have, like, this, like, dark Crippling side? Something that's, like, terrible. Uh, 
I don't know. Like for me, I always try to like, especially now that I'm like on medication. Um, and so the highs are not as high and the lows are not as low. Obviously I've been a Petri dish throughout my life. So I've been on the wrong medication. I've taken everything under the sun, like with a psychiatrist, but I'm just saying like, you know, you got to be a little guinea pig at first because it's just a whole process. Like it doesn't just like snap right away. You take the correct medicine and it works. It's like mm-hmm. kind of a cocktail that you have to take. It's crazy. Um, but what I think is interesting is separating your like own personality from like your mental illness mm-hmm. or if that even needs to be separated is the question. I think it's like part of Caroline, like me, part of you, Zoe, is like this, you know, outgoing kind of like, I mean, not to like, you know, say this sounds like a little like, like, you know, tooting my own horn in a way, but like, you know, I walk into a room and like, I will grab people's attention and it's maybe because I'm too loud. I might annoy them. You know, I might be like a pain in their ass. Like I'm not trying to be, but I'm saying like, that's maybe what they perceive me like. What, whatever way it's happening, I'm like grabbing the attention of the room. I feel like you're the same. I always want to make jokes, stuff like that. Um, And so it's like, is my humor, is this whole like, kind of like, like extroversion, this sort of creative kind of creativeness, not like, I'm not like doing it. Like I I sing sometimes, but like the kind of like creativeness that comes when I I know it sounds like kind of like a little like Gen Z is, but like, you know, a Finsta or like things like that where you're like humor in itself is creative. So it's like, did I gain any of the, like, do I have any of those skills because I'm like Caroline or cause I'm bipolar or is there even a difference? You know what I mean? And like, if you take enough medication, do you ruin yourself a little bit? Like there's a difference between therapeutic and there's like just kind of like sedation. And I think mm-hmm. like, that's like the really scary part about bipolar because it's like part of like the coolest things I've done have been like in a manic episode. I mean, there was like other grave consequences, but like some of it was because of my mania. Um, and I always have a little taste of it. Like when you meet me at first, it's like, that's where I'm comfortable. I like, fr- I like, I like to be in the manic zone versus like the pressing. I'm like, I have no idea like what to do. Like, I don't want to talk to people about that, but like, yeah. So I, I think that's a really good question. And I think like a lot of people like struggle with that, like artists, like I think of like part of the, like a lot of them wouldn't go on medication because it's like, they didn't want to like suppress them, their own creativity or whatever it is that they felt that their mental health issue kind of um, sparked. I mean, like Kanye's album is like, I'm bipolar. I hate being bipolar. It's awesome. Yeah. Like that's like on the uh, cover and that's kind of true. Like, it's really true. It's like, I hate it. Cause it's like, my life is like, so like I've succumbed to it a lot. Like I had the worst year after graduating college because like, that's when like, we, like you said, 25, I was 22 and it happened and I had no idea what to do. Like, I was like, holy fuck, I'm actually going crazy. Um, but it also is like really fun to be manic. I won't lie. Like it's, it's not happy. It's kind of like drug addict fun is what I would say. It's like, it's like not, you know, it's not good for you, but it's just like, it feels so like euphoric in that way. So I can see why people wouldn't take their medication in that sense. If they're doing like creative endeavors and stuff like that. That's so interesting. Have you read the book, The Marriage Plot? No. What's it about? Wait, who's it by? Um, you don't need to know who it's by. Like I never know. Jeffrey Eugenides. He wrote the, he wrote a, oh my gosh. It's only because it's Greek. I'm like, can't do it. You're like, oh, I got it. (laughs) Yeah, let me just speak Greek. Um, he's the guy who wrote Middlesex. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, like, I know that book. Is it just like, what's the premise of the, it's like, 
Um, it's it's really good. I, my friend recommended it, and actually, the other Caroline from abroad, and she. Um, it's basically like people graduating college. It's it was written, I think, in like the nineties, and it takes place in the eighties. Like they graduate from Brown and like go. Oh yeah. It's like it's very. It, it honestly, I was like, wow, this could be written now. It's so relatable. But the the like male main character or one of the male main leads um, has bipolar disorder and he like basically it's like a very much dramatization of taking medication versus not whereas like when he does take the lithium he's like super like zoned out just has no personality whereas when he takes it off he like is himself again he so I think that's like an oversimplification of what actually happens but I can totally you know see where someone who is an artist and like gets their creativity oh it's like it's like violating I think like for me I was on lithium for a while so it's funny that you say lithium it's like a 1950s drug but Mm. they still do use it for bipolar disorder um but I ended up basically the whole thing about lithium is you take it and every two weeks you go get your blood drawn to measure the amount of lithium within your system because human beings don't actually like contain the element of lithium in their bodies um so it's like very easy to see like oh there's lithium it's because of the pill um Mm -hmm. that they're taking so you get you kind of go up you slowly go up and up and up to a point that um finally you'll get somewhere therapeutic right like you don't know where it's kind of just like we'll go up slowly we'll take these stairs it's like we don't know where it's gonna lead but like you know hope like at some point we assume we're gonna get a therapeutic level unfortunately i ended up having like a like a mini seizure once i got to a certain level of it Yeah. It was like kind of crazy. I'm like really sensitive. My body, not like me, but like my body's really sensitive. So like, I think that could have contributed to it, but it's also like, I know people who've like said things like they go on lithium and they're just like numb, Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't think I I wasn't never on enough lithium to like get to that sort of like, I'm really fucked up numb right now. I was always like, I didn't get to the therapeutic level. And then my body's like, ew, ew, you'll get this out of me. But yeah, lithium's weird. There's all, I think there's like mood stabilizers. You can t- I take mood stabilizers now. I take Wellbutrin, Abilify, Prozac. Um, there's a bunch of other ones like people are kind of testing out right now to see like if they work. Um, and then there is like Latuda and stuff like that. Um, it's really what works for people. And there's all, the, the problem is like they have side effects. Like uh, if you have like an eating disorder, like some of them like actually like make it harder uh, to eat and like if you don't eat you get really sick so if you don't want to give it to someone who has an eating disorder because then they'll like get really ill because they're not eating or drinking water um I don't know there's like crazy things that it can do so it's like this fine line like how do you deal with like the intersectionality of people's like brain complexities of like yeah. what mental illnesses they have and how they fucking all like work together it's kind of like that's again, so crazy too time because yeah. it's also like I, the commodity. Com- uh, I'm gonna butcher the word commodities. Commodities of um, all these like mental health issues are so insane. Like, if you have anxiety, you're like you know x times more likely to have an eating disorder. So it's like if you got one, you're like pretty much fucked. Is like how I see it. Because, but well, bipolar is too. Like a lot of people have. Like I had an eating disorder for a while. I just tried every eating disorder in the sun kind of like, cause I was like a smorgasbord on, I was like, we'll do bulimia then we'll do a little anorexia here. Um, <laughs> so sad, but it's so true. It's couple like- laxatives over there. Like, you know what I mean? Like the whole, like under the sun, like I- I'm like chilling now, but like, that was the reason I know that fact about the 
eating disorders because when they were trying to do things, they're like, oh, you have a past history. Like, are you done? Oh, with yeah. That? Like, yeah, I'm done with that. But like, I can, yeah. So they, they check with you on all that stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. I just still can't get over that. I, I feel like I'm going to think about this question all the time because it's, it's so true. Like, I, there's so many times when I was in college where my friends would be like, you're the most confident person I know. I'm like, really? Because I hate myself. Yes. <laughs> Wait, I have to read you something. My friend Dana is like a comedian and she wrote the absolute funniest. I posted on my Finsta, but it's exactly that topic where everyone calls me confident. They're like, Caroline, she's like, she doesn't give a fuck what other people think. Like, she is so carefree. Like, she's just like says what's on her mind. And I'm like, literally like I fucking like think I like I think I'm trash like I'm literally like I am the worst person in this world I'm so ugly and gross but then at the same time I like have this part of me that's like nah nah, bitch you're iconic like you know what I mean like there's a little part of me that like knows like like I think I'm like it's just like contrasting like here's the here's the thing my friend wrote it goes yes I'm uncomfortable with being the center of attention yes I'm uncomfortable with not being the center of attention we exist it's like these oh, people. It's so true, though, because <laughs> it's like yeah, I, that's Dana like, Donnelly. Everyone, just shout out. It's it's like so spot on because on one hand I'm like, I, not I don't know I, I was like very shy in middle school and stuff and but then at the same time when I'm like posting like finstas of me just getting oh, you're like, like me. blacked me out and like yeah I just like going off and being hilarious. Like here's my whole life. You want to yeah. know? I'm gonna make fun of all of it. <laughs> And it's like, oh my God, you're so funny. I'm like, I know. But then like, I, I'm always like, oh God, like now I'm fine. <laughs> so it just, it's so interesting. And then, and then like the whole Finsta world and just self-deprecation is also like oh, it's another fascinating part because it's like, am I, is it good or bad for my mental health that I think like all of these things that are completely self-deprecating are hilarious and I just, because, like, my therapist will be like, do you, like, now why did you think that was funny? And I'm like, because it is. Yeah, but here's my whole take on it. I use humor as a coping mechanism for legitimately everything. Yeah. Like, my boyfriend breaks up with me. Bitch, I'm making fun. I want to, like, shoot myself. Like, I'm so sad. But, like, like, the world is ending. But, yeah, I'm, like, making jokes till the end. Like, I'm fighting. Like, I'm like, ha, ah, like, you know, like, that was, like, you know, like, just, like, anything, like, that was a waste of time, lol, like, my mom makes me try to do the dishes, I'm, like, mom, I just went through a breakup, she's, like, girl, like, five months ago, and I'm, like, "Ah." like, I just, like, try to, like, make humor, um, the pandemic, like, everything, and I think, like, what I, I, like, love comedy, um, I, my dream would be, like, if I were, like, you know, like, what's your dream job? I'd be, like, a stand-up comedian, um, I I think it's, like, the funniest shit ever, but, I've gone to like so many comedy shows and like I know comedians and they are the most depressed people I know in the world. Yeah, like it's they kill themselves. They are depressed. They have bipolar. They, um, I mean, I think like there's a really, I think there's an interesting, like Shakespeare talks about it. It's like this kind of like marriage between tragedy and comedy in the sense that like they kind of are like intertwined and honestly can be like uh, interchangeable in a way. Um, and they need rely on one another to function. Cause like, I think you can either look at life as like a huge, like tragedy, like you're born and you die and like all this shit happens and it's like futile and like nothing matters and like, blah, 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 like go in that whole existential crisis. Or you could look at and say the exact same things in a comedic manner and be like, how fucking hilarious is it that we're just like these stupid fucking humans that like are going to die. LOL. Like 
we think everything's like matters like this is yeah. so funny people are such idiots like lol like let's make a meme about it like you could totally do both and it's like just pick your poison like both of them are probably bad there's probably the people who are perfect who just ride in the middle you know what i mean but like you know us mentally ill folk you know we're gonna either laugh at everything or we're gonna cry at everything um so true yeah so i don't know that's why i think i think like use humor till the end i think it's funny and like don't take life too seriously because like otherwise there's no difference between like you know it's the same thing at the end of the day like you can take it seriously or not like yeah yeah. it's it's so interesting you too because like i had a lot a bunch of comedians on the podcast and it is almost like a, you know, like whether it be like the Joker movie or mm, yeah. the fact that there's like literally so many comedians that have taken their lives or just, it's just like almost, I forget what Francis L said. He was like, said it was like a joke in itself or something because it's, it's so cliche. It's satirical. It's like, yeah. Yeah. But, but it's also just true because it, people either have take out like this self-deprecation comedy route like Pete Davidson or something and then oh and he wants to die like he's crazy he's like yeah. so suicidal yeah and then he like but he talks about it too so it's like is that better or is it better to like be like haha like I'm funny and then secretly like go back and be like oh my god I was so terrible and hate myself so, I think it's a yeah sorry go on oh, no, I know I think it's like a fine balance I feel like if you take if you're like seeing a therapist and talking out with your friends and in your head you're like self-aware enough to know that like this is a coping mechanism then it's fine and it's good because you're still like putting everything out on the table being like just you know getting your emotions out there as opposed to yeah. holding everything in and then just losing it yeah i don't know for i like pete davidson's a really interesting example because like pete davidson unlike robin williams and like other like jim belushi don belushi i think from like the 70s like animal mm-hmm. house like all that kind of stuff like who else killed them like a bunch of people killed themselves jim carrey's like going through mental breakdown like all the time like his life went to shit um anyways like all these comedian like pete davidson's interesting um i think like he's a very good example of like comedy within the context of a society or like millennials and gen z people who like believe in mental health awareness because it's, like, this funny kind of dance he does between, like, making fun of himself on SNL and, like, his breakup with Ariana Grande and, like, I don't know, like, all his, like, depression and, like, when he, like, Instagrammed something that's, like, I want to die, like, and then had to take it down, like, and then he makes fun of it. It's, like, it's interesting because we see the double, like, dichotomy of him. Um, mm. And it's kind of uncomfortable. Like, I don't mean it's, like, from not necessarily for me, but I can see how, like, society, it's, like, what the fuck is happening? Like, because it's, like, are we supposed to take this seriously and laugh? Like, it's like the Kanye thing. Everyone's like, you know, hear two things. Like either it's like, you need to totally be, you know, not make fun of Kanye. This is a mental health thing. Like, this is really horrible. Like if you make fun of him, like it's terrible. Or like, you could be like, this is fucking hilarious. Like it is kind of like, I mean, not what he's saying, but like, if you don't take him seriously, it's like a fun show. Like it's kind of like, you know, a little bit of like, I'm trying to think like what, like, the office kind of not the office but maybe like um curb like curb your enthusiasm kind of like larry david like what is happening like very satirical and like yeah um but anyways like for me i always found that i have been like i like am such a public person this is why i kind of think p davidson's like interesting to me because like he posts things about his depression like 
And for me, I've always been like, I think if you ask any of my friends or like my mom or whomever, they would be like, Oh, fucking Caroline. She's an open book. Like she'll tell you anything. She lives out loud. Um, there's no such thing as privacy. Like she, Chinese communist government can take all her information. Like she doesn't care. Like, you know what I mean? And like, partly that's true, but I don't like show like my true sadness around people. So I'm like the most private public person I know in the sense that like, like I will tell you about my dates. I will tell you about my, like on Finsta, like we're like fucking around. Like I'll tell you that like, I literally had the weirdest sex last night. Um, or like that I, uh, like saw this weird thing today and this is exactly what I'm doing at this moment. But like, I don't think I've ever publicly like talked about like the actual sadness that I feel. Um, and I never will. That's like where I'm so proud. Like I just, or I'll mask it in comedy. I'll never like actually be like what Pete Davidson does and like do a cry for help. And that's just like, maybe a weakness of mine in a sense like my toxic trait is like but like I just like I don't know like I just can't like I'm fine talking about it on a sort of like with you right now on this like again I'm open like it's sort of this intellectual level like um just like sort of like awareness um and understanding conversation but like if you like got me while I was like crying and like actually at a bad moment I don't know like if I would like tell you the inner working like I don't know if I could like I not anything against you it's just like I would like never want people to know that I have this sort of like weak very vulnerable side to me like I'm not vulnerable like I'm very vulnerable in a way but like about funny things not about yeah that's so interesting because it is it is true I mean I feel like I've gotten like more I don't know I I I always kind of like not make fun of my sister but she'll just go on these like rants on Finsta where she's just crying in every picture but like Oh, yeah, I have friends like that too. Yeah, it's just like, oh no, like school was canceled. I mean, granted, I feel really bad that that happened, but it's whereas, yeah, for a while I was just like posting like, oh, these are the most ridiculous things I've done. And then like kind yeah. of being like, I'm crazy, I'm so funny, like I'm a mess. And then exactly. Like yeah. and then I was like, oh, but we're not gonna talk about like the eating disorder or anything. We're oh, just yeah. gonna kind of leave it there and then never tell anyone about that. And then I just did, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I feel like it's that's so true. I mean, I've I've definitely been like more open about my mental health now because I feel like I'm like a you know, mental health savior, like or at least like try to be, but it is there is like a very fine line of like what's me being vulnerable and comfortable and me being like, oh my God, I feel sick, like writing this and sharing it. Yeah. No, social media is like weird because like, I think a lot of more of the average person, like who I say average in the sense that like, I think we're extreme in the sense, like I post so much shit and I'm like post crazy shit. And I bet like, if you don't know me, you're probably like, this bitch is crazy. And that's fine. Like, I don't care. Like that part, I don't care. In fact, I kind of like to spice it up. It's fun. It gets me a little high in that way. And I think it's funny. Um, I think it's funny to mess with people. Um, it's probably bad. But I see a lot of times on social media, like people post like very sincere, very authentic, very like heartfelt, like captions or posts or like, or the kind of like other extreme version of like your sister, like me, or like some friends that I have where it's like, they're actually crying in their pictures and it's not like joking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people are like, I want to let people know that, by the way, I have been like anorexic as fuck for like the last like 10 years and now I'm not. And it was a struggle. And like, here's my whole story. Like, I would never do that. If I was, I would be like, 
LOL, I had an eating disorder and it was hella funny. And like Anna and Mia, like they came out to play. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just like not ever be like vulnerable. Like, oh shit. Like I literally like wouldn't eat and it was like going to kill me. Like that would never be like, and if I did, I'd been like said something funny about it. I would never be like, doctors were like girl like please fucking eat some shit like we're like don't throw up your meal again <laughs> like you know what I mean? like that kind of like stuff um and even now i'm like holy shit i can't believe i'm saying this but you know like everyone kind of has an eating disorder like it's like i say at georgetown like if you didn't if you didn't have an eating disorder after you let georgetown you didn't go to georgetown as a girl oh my you know god it's mean? so sad but true it's so sad. Like, these fucking schools on the east coast i like came and i'm like i kind of hate myself and then i'm like damn i hate myself damn i'm thick like you know what i mean like i was just like <laughs> no like um so yeah, it's interesting. I, I don't know. I could never, I don't know if you're like the same person. I read, I've read your, I like laugh at your stuff that you post and I like, it's never like, it's always authentic. Mine is always authentic, almost graphic, both of us. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah. very like, let's get into it. Like, but it's never vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. If, I, if you understand what I'm saying, like by the use of vulnerability. Yeah. It's never like, crossing the line of like what thank you for your prayers like thank you for, like, yeah exactly but I mean, like I went through this struggle like and I'm gonna be brave and tell the story I'm like you're almost like, like that's I think there's a little bit of like that's a little patting everyone on the fucking back it's like great job Vanessa like you are you fucking are not anorexic anymore like so like is everyone like I don't know like you know I mean it's really bad anorexia I sound like a dick but like I think a little bit is like every little step you take, like you have to tell the world and like you have to get praised for like being this brave sort of like crusader of like mental health when it's like we're all like definitely struggling. Um, so I think it's like bad and good. It's like, are there things people should just keep to themselves? Like, isn't there some sort of like, you know, sanctity of like, like as for someone who's so unprivate, like literally like goes off, I am very, like, a proponent of, like, not, I, I think, like, emotional vulnerability is important. What you're doing is important to, like, like spread awareness, to have someone like me come on, whomever else you have come on who has bipolar or whatever other disorder, um, to come on and be like, this is my story. Let me tell you not while I'm crying. Let me tell you while I'm, like, in a good space. That's cool because it's intellectual. It's, like, it's educational. But, like, I think there's a little bit, like, everyone has has the ability to like you know post about like everything they fucking do and feel and like be like so vulnerable and I'm like vulnerability is just out of style to me now like it's literally like cheesy like if I think about like it, it it's just like it doesn't sit well with me anymore because it's like what happened to just like kind of like having some parts of you that are like people don't know unless you get really intimate with them that's so true yeah, because then it becomes almost like sorry, like one more rant there. No, 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 no. I I I completely agree. I think like there there is some part if you're willing to like open up about that. I mean, I've done the same thing, but even I admit, like, when I post when I like would post first post like, oh, I struggle with mental health. It's like, okay, if you really knew me, you'd know that. And if I'm and anyone else, it's like there it was some sliver of me that wanted people to be like, Oh, I that was so brave which is oh, like of course of course it's like it's kind of inevitable and then the other hand of like the part of me posting on finsta and masking with humor is like using the humor as like protection so of like, course okay, it's a just mask in case they, just in case they don't say hi like oh that's so brave they laugh 
like jokes on you. I didn't give a fuck. (laughs) Exactly. So it's like that fine balance of wanting people to care, but also being like, just in case you don't like, let me just put that. Yeah. I think there's also this weirdness I feel too. Um, and this, like, again, there's some, some of it as my pride, like me being a dick, like, and thinking I'm so much better than those people because I have like a private emotional life. Like, maybe kind of some like when I'm manic I kind of go off but like for most part like everyone thinks I'm just like laughing at things you know like but probably that no I know that's not the case you know um but it is a little uh on the point of kind of just like going and getting the you know pat on the back for bravery and kind of like oh wow you're like a survivor in some sort of way like and whether that's mental illness or like you know abuse or like whatever it is that's like kind of like plagued your life in some way or another. Um, it is interesting because I feel like obviously statistically more people have depression, just plain out depression and anxiety, like disorder, like most people, more people have that. I think now that we're diagnosing things, especially in America where it's like people are really up like down to go to therapy, um, we're seeing more of it. Obviously it's like what, when Trump was like, the more tests we take, the real, more we realize we have yeah. coronavirus. Like, fuck you. Idiot. Yeah, like, but, um, but, like, the same kind of idea. Um, I think it's interesting because when I was growing up, I remember being, like, so freaking, like, like, when you ask, like, did it affect your life? It affected my life in every way. Like, you know what I mean? It's, like, hard to be, like, I, like, I trudged along. Like, I was able to fake it, have a mask, you know, like, you know, be because of my mania. But, like, I was like crippled. Like, and I know people like, I think the word crippling depression when you make jokes about it is hilarious. Like, I think that's so funny. Um, but like, I will say like, it was crippling. Um, and I remember like, it was kind of like a time and I don't know, like I'm not in high school or college anymore, but like people kind of one up each other a lot. Like, Oh, you have fucking depression. Well, I have this and you have, Oh, you have that. Like I have this, like, you know what I mean? It was like very, like, I kind of was like, am I fucking crazy? Or like, these bitches not like actually having issues. Like, you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. And I think there's overdiagnosis with psychiatrists and I get, as someone who takes medicine and has been taking it for so long, I do get worried that people get, you go right to a psychiatrist and it's like, Oh, you got this. Let's put you on medication because medication can be like really detrimental too. Like if you don't take it correctly, if it's not the right medication for you, you can have a seizure, you can get more depressed, you can, you know, get manic, you can like, there's like a fine line. Like a reason I have to be on a mood stabilizer as well as a uh, antidepressant is because the antidepressants cause mania. So like the mood stabilizer hits at the antidepressant and like uh, balances it out. But like, I also like could have just been on an antidepressant and like the doctor could be like, oh, you're just depressed. Okay, here you go. Like here's a fucking antidepressant and then made me way more manic. So it's like, there's, you know, it's a catch 22. There's pros and cons to everything. Yeah. It, and that's why it's like, I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely am a proponent of medication, but that's also- Oh, me too. Like, like, I was like so on like therapy for so long and then they were like, we need something else. And they're like, okay, so often it's like, wow, this actually worked. So- Yeah. Well, but, no, it, it, yeah, it's, I'm totally a proponent of medication. I wouldn't be talking normally, probably. I don't know. Maybe I would. I have no idea. But yeah, no, I'd probably be going crazy around the streets, running around naked or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I do think, and I have had people come up to me like, oh, well, Caroline, like they kind of like, they don't judge me for being on medication, but they're kind of like these like pseudoscientists who are kind of like, well, what? 
you know, like maybe like you're just like not really letting your like full self come out because you're on all these drugs, like meditating, poisoning your body. And it's like literally like just like watch me when I'm not on this shit. Like I'm just saying, like, okay, you're (laughs) having your way. Like, um, so yeah, it's definitely like it's like any medication, like any kind of Western medicine, Eastern medicine, like you don't fucking overdo it and you have to like test a bunch of stuff out. Like, and I think like people just get confused with like, you know, one flew over the cuckoo's nest where they're all like sedated versus like what I am where like, I just went to LA and hung out with all my friends yet took my medication every day. So yeah, it's just a cocktail of medication that works for me. And it took a while to get to, but we got to it and like, I wouldn't be functioning probably correctly without it, you know? Yeah. 100%. So I always wrap up with these questions that I took from New York Times. Oh, fun. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you them. What's one thing in your life that's happened to you that's made you a stronger person today? Hmm. I would say like before I would have like, let me live. I've lived like a charmed life. Like other than I create my own issues. Like I am my, like my mental illness is probably my like, you know, biggest, uh, you know, enemy, but like, I would used to have been like, oh, it was my first boyfriend. He was so mean to me. Like he was actually terrible. And he was like really old and did a bunch of drugs and he was weird, but, um, like whatever he like ruined my life for like when I was little and I like wanted to die because like everyone wants to die when they're, they're in love. Like you're going to get married. Like the whole thing, like it was dramatic. Like, um, so like before I would have said that, but now I think I look back and it was like the year after graduating from college. Um, not in like the traditional sense of like job and like, um, you know, friends and like moving. Like I didn't care about that shit. Like I had friends, uh, I could get a job and I didn't care to move. I was like moved to New York and I was fine with it. It was the actual like manifestation of my bipolar disorder that like I didn't sleep for weeks or I'd be so depressed. I couldn't get up. I literally had to like leave my first job, like in general, like, like resign I mean, they weren't like, they didn't fire me. They were like, oh, you should stay. But like, I was like, no, like this is getting bad. Like I will actually like fuck something up if I don't um, like leave. Do you know what I mean? Like I was like, I'm going crazy. I like need to get out of here before it gets bad. And like, they can like say something about me. Um, So it took like a year. Like it was a year of like turmoil. It was a year of like, like really scared, like I've never had relationship problems with friends and I had relationship problems with friends because of it. Uh, I was dating someone at the time, had a lot of problems with them because of it. Um, I mean, it's like sad to watch a friend or, you know, significant other family member go through a psychotic breakdown. (laughs) It's like a lot. Um, You're taxing the world and you're taxing yourself. So I think ever since then and like coming out of it and like starting my own company with my friend, Um, and just like not being embarrassed about it because it was the first time in my life that my mental health actually like came to the surface in front of people and not in this way that I could hide and like be like only show my mom or something. Like it was like, I was literally going crazy. So, um, I think that would probably say like, I'm not as embarrassed. I'm much more open about it now. Um, I definitely don't take, uh, I'm definitely taking better care of myself and like with relationships, I'm much more cognizant about like what I'm doing in them because like I I did like 
you know, some people got mad at me or some people felt bad for me or some people like whatever it was. So yeah, that year was a nightmare. If you, you know, I think it's a nightmare for people who don't have bipolar disorder too. It's kind of like a really fucked yeah. up year. So hundred um, percent weird. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I would almost agree. Like I very similar, like 20 or I was 23 and it was just the worst year of my life, but, oh, yeah. but then like, you know, now we're here and like, what does it go? You make it through, you make it through. And like, God bless us. Like we're two white women who like, you know, like have nice lives. So I, we're lucky, but it's also like, you know, every, your problems are your problems, right? Like, yeah, it doesn't really matter if you know something else is off, you know, worse off. Like if you're going to feel what you're going to feel, you're going to feel it. So like, exactly. That's the end of the day. Do you think everything happens for a reason? Ooh, I used to think, no, I was like, no fucking way. Like, that's like so stupid. Like, that's just like what people say um, when they're kind of dumb. I don't know. Like, that was me being judgmental. I was such an asshole. Like, honestly, I'm like less of an asshole now too. That's another thing um, that it humbles you to go through a psychotic breakdown. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Like, am I pissed a year of my life? Like, got like fucked up that like shit happened that I lost people that I you know I didn't lose that many people I was actually really fortunate like there was a lot of like forgiveness and a lot of great friends but like I my parents are see me differently now like you know everyone is a little bit on their toes like even if I'm fine for two years after like it's like everyone's a little bit like so do I'm pissed about that yeah it annoys me but like at the same time like when you say, what well, does everything happen for a reason? Like, I know a lot of people like with terms of like drugs and alcohol, like didn't go through their own like processes until they were like in their fifties or forties when they had yeah. kids and they were married and all this stuff. And like everyone in their life, unless they're like, you know, freaking like Susie Crocker, like Betty Crocker, whoever the hell that lady is like perfect and amazing and has no mental health issues and lives a bit, like lives a charmed life. Like everyone's going to go through shit. Like everyone's going to have like a fucking shit like hit rock bottom. Oh, you think that's rock bottom? Let's go a little lower. You know what I mean? Like how low can you go? Like, and I like, yes, I got it. I did it early. You know what I mean? I really just like, again, you know, I wanted to really just, you know, take the show, I guess. I'm just kidding. But, um, I'm, I think everything happens for a reason because if I hadn't, like, I'm just so much more, wise I don't know if that's like I'm not wise as a per I'm not like super I'm like 24 but like I know myself more I have a lot more appreciation for things I don't take things as seriously I take like and I don't mean that in like oh like that I don't take like mental health seriously it's like I just don't like let little things get to me as much and like I got it over with and it made I met cool people through it like you know I met people who were like also having issues and I think I've like helped people like not like I've helped them but like just by saying I'm bipolar, just by like being like, oh, this girl who like functions is bipolar, like I can function too, or like I'm not alone. Like I think like that gave me more of agency for those people to like hear that. Um, so yeah, I think everything happens for a reason. Again, I don't know if we have free will or um, if like whatever created us just like, you know, made a simulation and like we're just like grinding through the same circular time. But um, I don't really give a shit um, because <laughs> it's funny. And honestly, like, if I wouldn't know anyways by the time I die. Yeah, exactly. We will know anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. I think, yeah. I think everything happens for a reason. Um, I hope because yeah. shit went down. <laughs> I'm like, that better fucking lead somewhere. Do you have a favorite quote or a mantra that you live by? 
Yes. Uh, I have a couple. I have two. One is uh, Oscar Wilde, which is everything in moderation, especially moderation. That's Wait, how I live. Isn't it except uh, moderation? Everything, especially moderation. Like, especially moderation. So it's like saying that moderation is like, you need to be, you need to like, the level of moderation you use, you need oh, to moderate yeah, it. Yeah. And okay. that, like, it's basically saying don't be, don't live in moderation. Like, don't have everything, like, have everything in excess. Oh, It might be, but that's, like, what the quote means. I don't know if I, like, said the correct, like, use of, like, is or something. No, you're right. You're right. I was, because I was, like, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. So, it's basically him just being funny and laughing and saying, like, go eat extra, go drink more, um, live a little extra. Um, And then I love the, this is, like, the most, like, Gen Z saying. I think it's, like, TikTok probably says it, too. Um, but I used to get so fucking pissed at like and offended by people in every way. Like, like I'd just be like, oh, they fucking like you, like you said, like I'm the most confident person. Like you're the most confident person, but like I don't care what people think about me. But I also give a shit what people think about. I'm like, please God, like I hope they like me. Um, and I would like fuck shit up, and I'd be like, damn, like I really suck, and they hate me. And this is like, let's go have an existential crisis in our room right now, listening to Lana Del Rey or some shit. Um, so I like the saying like, don't hate the player, hate the game. Like, I think it's just, like, so true. Like, you go on a date, they don't like you, don't take it so fucking personally. Like, it's the game. Like, you got played at your own game, sis. Like, keep on going. Like, don't hate the player. Don't get so mad at people. Like, don't be so offended by them. Like, it's just, like, the whole, like, game of it all is, like, silly. And, like, one day, like, it will work out or it won't work out. And either way, that's, like, kind of funny. Um, So I like those two sayings. One of them is, like, very TikTok of me. And I did do a lot of TikTok, so I would know. Me too. God bless us both. We God. would TikTok. Is the I know. Part. I like, try we so would hard. TikTok. We're extras. We're like we're old like ladies, and we're TikToking right now. No it's one, no one follows me though. I'm like, what the hell? Why am I? Not I have like weird old that? men follow me, so it's like I have like a lot of followers, but they're like I think pedophiles, and I think they think I'm like 16. To be honest, uh, I don't even have them, <laughs> but like know, one day, one day I'll be famous. One day you'll get them. One day. Okay. Um, what do you love most about yourself? Um. I think I am funny. I think I'm funny. I think my jokes are catered to me. So I laugh at all of them. If you think about it, like they're perfectly my humor because I'm thinking of them. Um, I don't know if everyone else thinks that, but you know, that's fine. Um, And I think I'm like pretty generous, I think, like in the sense that I, uh, I, I always try, like, and I mean, I'm not, like, innately generous, I think. I think I'm just, like, trying to be generous. I think I'm, like, making an effort to, like, be more cognizant and, like, I like to give gifts. Like, it's my language of love. Like, I'm very, like, I I don't like inconvenience, so I'll, like, fix it for other people. Like, so I think that in that way, like, I'll solve the problem. Maybe I'll give something. Maybe I'll, like, you know, kind of bite the bullet on something or, you know, take that. And I think I've become more that way and, like, tried to be more that way. Um, and then I like my toes. They're like really long and freaky and people like are so scared of them. And I think it's so funny. So are they like the ones that have like, I'll show you. They're like really, you can't really see. They're really long. Oh, they are long. Wow. The they two, are like long. the two ones at like the second and, and third one are like way longer than the big toe. And I, they all are double jointed and like have their own movements. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm looking at mine up. Yeah, they're, like, proportionally longer. Oh, they're, like, freakish. They're, like, people, like, are, like, 
like I don't even know if like a person with an extreme foot fetish would like be into that. <laughs> it's like that whack. <laughs> How do you like get sneakers of it? I mean, I just get normal shoes. I just like always stub my toes because like they like are like way too far out. Um, and like I just like have extra toe room. Like I think like most of my shoe size comes from my toes. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways, last question. Cool. How do you find solace in the city? Excuse me? How do you find solace in the city? Solace in the city. In New York City? Any city. Any city. Um, let me think. I am, I have like very, I love entertaining. So I like to have like people, like I am like somewhat of an introvert. Like I'll read and like, I'll watch a fuck ton of TV or like do like stupid shit like that. But like one of the things I've always like loved is like, I love to go out to dinner. Like, and I don't, I don't mean, we could go to like Sancho, like we could go to like Taco Bell. Like it doesn't need to be like, you know, this gourmet meal. But there is something like I find like when you have group friends and you create community within like that kind of, that's just like a, a little like, you know, vacuum of community that you can create within a dinner where you like, I always am organizing dinners. I'm always like, you, 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 like, let's get these weird people together. It's kind of like what Alex did when she like had yeah. you come meet me at, um, where was it? Friggin' Prague in that Mexican restaurant. Uh-huh. And you know, it's like, that's kind of fun. Like you get to like, you get like, there is some like kind of peace you find in the fact that like maybe you connected two people or like you get to be surrounded by these people and like create like community um, in sort of like this place that seems very vast and very chaotic. And as a chaotic person, um, sometimes you get swooped up. Like I, I always say like New York is like the, I hate New York and I love New York. I fucking hate yeah. it though. And I hate, I fucking love it. Like, it's just like, I either like, cause it's so chaotic. It's sort of like the city is like, a persona like I'm a personification of like freaking New York City like you are too it's like yeah the city's out of so control true. it's so and, and you have such a love-hate relationship with it because it's yeah, like, just like with yourself uh-huh wow that's so true I yeah New York. I like New York you fucking bitch be amazing today sweetie like go <laughs> off um so yeah I uh do that I try to like get out of my own little part I'm always going somewhere but I try to like take a second and really enjoy like a group of people um, and like get energy off of like that kind of happening, occurring. Love that. Well, Caroline, thank you so much for well, thank you so much. And Again, I'm going to listen back to this and be like, holy shit, I talked so much. So I'm so sorry. Um, no. Oh one God. of my toxic traits as well. I feel like, <laughs> like, I feel like I've had so much more to think about, but where can everyone follow you and your meme page, especially? I feel like it needs to. Okay, that's these are. This is why I'm here. Okay, this is why I'm here. <laughs> like since you asked. Um, let me get. Just make sure I didn't like call it something and like added a one. Okay, so my meme page, my my Instagram, which is like kind of funny, but like I got to be a little appropriate because I want to like somewhat function in society and like not have something like whack happen. Um, is treat yourself with a U R self, Caroline. It's fine. Um, and then my meme page is called Trigger Warning Queen Memes, all one word. Um, oh, I'm Trigger that. Warning. I call my, like, my friends call me Trigger um, because that's what my fucking, like, I'm not going to say my Finsta name, but it has something to do with Trigger Warning. So, um, yeah, I'm just Trigger I have had that Finsta forever. So now everyone's just like, oh, fuck, what's Trigger up to today? Like, I'm just like, God that damn it. Too, like, that, I don't know if Trigger Warning the, the real ones. Yeah, like, I'm like, yeah, 
one day I'll just like put it out to the open and everyone's going to be like, holy fuck, you've posted 6,000 times. Like someone saw it the other day, like, Caroline, what the actual fuck? And I was like, dude, I'm sorry. Like, that is whack. Like, <laughs> that is weird. I was like, wow, I could never apply for The Bachelor because of anything. Oh, we can't be president. We can't really do anything. Do anything. We really have to be self-employed and or podcasters. Like, it's kind of the truth. So, like, Like, we got to make our own way because we really embarrass ourselves on social media. I know. Like, wow, the screenshots that people have. So, oh yeah, I posted like my ass the other day. Like, I mean, in a bathing suit, but I was like, my butt is so small. LOL. Like, (laughs) I wish it was like a chia pet and could grow faster. I'm like, literally, like my ass like looking like shit like concaved in is like on there so like you know it's fine I guess but that was fun to post I got a couple likes yeah exactly you got that affirmation which is what I mean um but yeah anyways thanks again and bye everyone yeah bye